Therapy Jeff here once again for your favorite therapy-themed podcast. This changes everything. <laughs> How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing really good. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I am so, so, so excited about the topic we are going to be discussing today. Me too. Do you, do you ever, whenever you think about um, talking about sex, do you ever think about that song? Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. Let's talk it's about the all the good things all the good and the bad things. That can't be. Yeah, it's a whole, it's yes. a whole song. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I, I think isn't that? Who sings that? Uh, is it SWV? Is it? Oh, that would be great. Love them. I feel like we need to know because we're. Yeah. <laughs> we should have come prepared for because yeah. I was singing that. But song. I've been I've been no joke singing that song in my head all day, and I know anybody. That's that's definitely going to be the name of this, uh, uh, you know, episode. Let's talk about sex. See, this is what I'm doing. If you're wondering, is she googling this right? Oh, I knew it. Salt and pepper. Uh, salt and pepper. Uh. Yes, I remember. I had this album. I was hoping that this was correct. I didn't want to tell the story before I was sure that they uh-huh. sang it. But I remember having this album when I was like in second or third grade and feeling like I couldn't let my mom see it because it said sex on it. I was like, oh, it says a bad word. <laughs> so, but that was third grade and now we're going to talk about all of it. <laughs> exactly. Is there, was there an album that your mom didn't allow you to listen to? They got, it was so weird because we were like allowed to curse at home and nobody cared. We just weren't allowed to say the words shut up and we weren't allowed to tell each other we were stupid. That, those were the two things that were like bad words, curse words in our house. But I, I think it was more the themes that were in the songs. Like, so mm. I had to get everything with, and I was a big fan of hip hop when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I had to get everything with the explicit lyrics, like content, like the, the right. you know, the lame version. <sighs> It's the worst. Yeah, the bleeped yeah. out version. The bleeped out, like, ugh, <sighs> you know, mama's girl version <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. Uh, that's really too bad. There was, yeah. one, there was one album that my mom threatened to take away, and I was very protective of it. But what? in hindsight, maybe she should have, not because it was inappropriate, just because it was just, it's embarrassing. Embarrassing oh. <laughs> and inappropriate. Uh, it was one of the Bloodhound Gang albums. Do you know who the Bloodhound? Uh-huh. Do you remember them? Do I remember? <laughs> I have that song, uh, like whatever the. The you and me, great... baby, ain't nothing but yes. mammals. But we do it like we do it. Yeah, it would always be my in my mind when I was little. I was like, this is what I'll sing if I ever do karaoke. <laughs> I had it memorized. Oh, I have sang that song many times in karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> This is great. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Well, you know, it, it was like uh, they were talking about. I mean, just regular <laughs> sex stuff. <laughs> it was that the Bloodhound Gang was like made for like fourteen-year-old boys. So I was like Absolutely. fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Like this is these are my theme songs. Turns out they're very they're incredibly problematic. They do not hold up today they don't no oh, no they don't yeah no. so oh no they need to be canceled I, I i mean the message you know we're nothing but animals let's i mean just do it it's right? true it's no problem. yeah it's no like evolutionary deal. psychology like i get yeah. it mm-hmm. everybody's doing it yeah. or, or maybe not who knows <laughs> or you're not but we're gonna break too. it down today exactly yes. yeah so on instagram on my therapy jeff account i sent out a question 
and I was like, what are your sex questions? Let us know. And we got hundreds of questions sent to us, but I picked 10 or 11 here that are sort of like, there there seem to be like somewhat of a theme of questions that people asked over and over again. Yes. And so we're going to go through those questions and answer them for you and just kind of like see where the questions take us. It'll, we'll go on a journey together. And hopefully kind of normalize this subject, you know, talk about it in a comfortable way. Mm -hmm. Like sex is something that we should be able to talk about a little more openly. I think that, you know, a lot of times we grew up with that attitude that, you know, kind of like we were talking about with the the music. It's like, don't listen to that. Don't look at that. Don't watch that. Mm -hmm. Don't learn about that. And Mm -hmm. it sometimes makes it so we miss out on some information or we learn things from the wrong sources like the bloodhound gang lyrics (laughs) bloodhound gang lyrics there was so my my mom who's a therapist had the sex talk with me Uh uh-huh and i think she had it oh god and it, it was it wasn't even like a real sex talk of like this it was sort of like the child's version of sex talk because i think i was like nine or i think i was like in fourth or fifth grade or something and yeah. i don't exactly remember how it went she like read this book this like how to like explain sex to a fifth grader or something <laughs> And I remember just being like, I do not want to fucking be here. This feels excruciating. She's like talking about all the body parts and I'm not enjoying this at all. And so I quickly got out of that conversation and, you know, and, and, and we never have that conversation. We never had a sex talk ever again, which is, which is too bad. I mean, like if you're a parent and you're having like sex talk, it's not just one conversation. It's many conversations that you have over the entire span of childhood. But I did have lots of like what I felt like was sex talks. When I listened to secretly starting in fourth grade, I listened to love line. Same. Really? I feel like that is where I learned everything I needed to know. Oh my God. I have Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew to yep. thank for mm-hmm. my, uh, <laughs> probably the same kind of attitude you have towards sex. Exactly. Yeah. So I started listening to that when I was like, when I was in fourth grade, when I was really young. Um, and it was, I think it was good. I think I have like a pretty healthy relationship with sex. So I love it. Mm -hmm. I remember listening to that and remember, um, Dr. Sue Johansson that was on, I used to watch her Mm -hmm. and like young, Mm -hmm. I'm like this, I like this woman. Mm -hmm. This is great. Mm -hmm. She's comfortable talking about sex and she's comfortable helping people out there just get to know themselves a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And I talk about sex all the time with my clients. So just if you're in therapy or if you're thinking about going to therapy, you can talk about all the sex stuff with your therapist. We've talked about all the weird kinky shit. We're totally fine talking about it. So feel free. To bring actually, anything up. Like, I mean, I love it. I, I like. Love it. I enjoy it. I'm like, come on. Look, nothing's nothing's nothing's, nothing's too limits. weird. Nothing's yes. off topic. Nothing mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You just like let's 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 learn about stuff. Exactly. So let's dive right into some of these questions that people wrote in. Okay, I really enjoyed the first question. The first question is how to not think of how much energy my partner is using when trying to make me orgasm. <laughs> what a good question you know so often i think women are uh taught to be like the in uh, givers or like Mm. we're the ones who are Mm -hmm. providing or performing in Mm -hmm. a way Mm -hmm. and even enjoying sex or even enjoying um 
whatever it may be, oral sex, anything, it it took me personally a while to realize that, uh, oh, I could do this for fun for me, not just mm. to perform for the person that I'm with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But it's a hard thing to switch. So what do you do here? Well, you know, one of the things that... Um so here's like a little tip that I give to people and you tell me what you think about this, Sarah, is that like sometimes we can really get in our head about like, okay, I'm just the one that's receiving pleasure. So if like someone's going down on me and I'm just like receiving it, I can eventually start to get into my head of like, oh no, this they're like, I haven't orgasmed soon enough and they're like yeah. working really hard and I get in my head and that like, it, it puts me in my head and it takes me out of my body. So now I'm not even like focusing on the pleasure which is what I need to be focusing on, like getting out of the head and focusing on your body and focusing on the pleasure and how nice it feels. Um, and so one of the things that I've, I've told couples to do is that like, if you're having this problem, then this is what you can do the next time you have sex. Next time you have sex, ask your partner to like go down on you for as long as they possibly can and see how long they can like, they can do it. So, like, you're not allowed to tell them to stop. You're not allowed to, like, switch positions. You just have to, like, see how long they can do it, and then they get to decide when they're going to stop. And typically, they go down on you for a lot longer than you thought that they could do. And and a lot of times, it's because they're just enjoying it, right? And it gives you the permission to – it switches – that does something to switch – where the attention is going and, mm-hmm. and it almost in a way gives you permission mm-hmm. to not worry mm-hmm. about how the other person mm-hmm. yeah what the other person is thinking. exactly it's liberating it's freeing yes. for me if i am just like oh i have zero control over whether like they stop or do something different it's all up to them then i can really sink into it um so oftentimes I'll probably like orgasm even sooner if I'm not even like thinking about that. And so it's sort of like it works in that yes. way. But also just like making sure that you have really good communication. So if I'm if if we're having sex, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that like I'm letting you know how I feel or what I want more of or what feels funky or what position I want to transition into. So like there's just like constant communication going on, which is like role modeling for you that like you should also give communication. So it's not just about like um, talking before sex or after sex. It's talking during sex. So man. It is so hard to do in the moment. You know, it's it's something that just in the same way we were talking about boundaries, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I want so bad for my partner to tell me exactly what he likes. Mm-hmm. I, as somebody trying to make the other person feel good, I want the directions. I want the map. I want the turn left here, you know, go mm-hmm. right here, whatever. There is something that happens when the roles are reversed Mm -hmm. where I feel like, oh no, I'm going to be burdening them with Mm -hmm. uh, my needs and wants. And what if they, but Mm -hmm. that is all in our head. It's all in our head, but it's also connected to what you said earlier, especially with like the gender role thing where like women feel like they're the ones that should be performing or pleasing their man. And so sometimes like if your man is like pleasing you, you're just like, oh, this feels like I'm asking for too much. They, maybe they don't even really want to do this. Maybe I should be the one that's like in the role of like pleasing them and it shouldn't be vice versa. So there's just like all this like old shitty programming that we've 
gotten messages messages from the from society or from whatever you know so that's something to keep in mind yeah i mean this all i think a lot of this is going to come back to communication Mm -hmm. each thing you explore because the more comfortable you get with talking about what feels good and Mm -hmm. what you like Mm-hmm. the easier it is to do. Exactly. So go ahead, see if you can try that exercise of just like pleasuring each other and you're not allowed to tell them to stop. They can make up their own mind. It's freeing, it's liberating. And also working on more communication during sex so that if they do get tired, then they'll just stop. Uh, I remember like a while ago, I was like, um, I had a partner and they were going down on me and every time they would do that, I'd be like, okay. And I'd like lift them up and be like, let's do like, let's do something else now. And and they eventually were just like, you know what? I get to decide when I want to stop. Like I'm really enjoying myself. And just them telling me that was just like, oh, okay. What a relief. I don't have to like be hypervigilant. Yes. I, you know what? This is very, um, like, this is something that I did not think men experienced as well. I oh, mean, like, really? not like I didn't think that. I could mm-hmm. absolutely understand that. But it's very refreshing mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. that this is something that is experienced on both sides and by, you know, all partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can for be. sure. And yeah. just getting that permission and, like, letting the other person take care of you mm-hmm. is sometimes a hard thing for people to do. Oh, my God. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's nice to get that permission and to yeah. them and kind of hot and say, no, I get to decide. Very hot. It's very hot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. What else do we have on here? This one, this is a tough one, Jeff. <laughs> this is one that, uh, uh, you know, it's hard to point things out to people that may be uncomfortable, but how do you tell a partner? About what a turnout, their bad breath or B.O. might be. Okay, hold on. Because before we get there, I first want to talk about a new tropical gummy (laughs) that I really enjoy using. So if I ever feel like stressed or I'm having trouble sleeping, if I just want to feel like I want to kind of like relax, if all my relaxation techniques are not working throughout the day and I'm feeling really stressed... I'm going to be able to, I'm going to make sure to take Next Evo Naturals gummies. And the the best thing about the, the Next Evo gummies is that they're tropical flavored. So it's like I'm eating a pina colada. Right. <laughs> that's like, like the only way that I'll ever take anything that's like good for me, like the vitamins or anything like that. I'm like, I need it to be like, uh, you know like a gummy bear or like something that's fun to take. So it like, you know, I get all the benefits, but also... Who doesn't like taking a little gummy? Exactly. De-stress, relax. Like this is four times the absorption of regular CBD. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like CBD products out there. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was like, oh yeah, does this really work? I am such a fan when it's good quality stuff. You've got like, I think there's an ingredient in there called ashwagandha. That's mm-hmm. like ultimate relaxation, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And the combination of that with the CBD and the fast absorption gives you all the good stuff to help you relax, help you chill out. I always notice that it helps with the uh, restless f- bouncing of my foot when I'm <laughs> very, like, you know, need to maybe chill out a little bit. Exactly. And if I want to make sure that, like, tonight is I'm going to get, like, good rest and good sleep, then I'm going to, like, pop one of those gummies in before I go to bed. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. And if you want to get to the root of stress with the Stress CBD Complex from Next Evo Naturals, make sure... 
to go to use our promo code. So for up to 25% off the subscription orders of $50 or more, you can use the promo code CHANGES at nextevo.com. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com. And the promo code is CHANGES, as in this changes everything. Oh, yes. I was going to say, oh, my God, it does. And uh, you can thank us later for the good night's sleep. You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> okay, back to some B.O. <laughs> What do we do? So the question, how to tell my partner about a turn off about their like bad breath or BO. You know, you're like going in for the makeout session and maybe there's a little stinky breath or maybe they came from the gym. You know, some people are kind of into that. Some people are into like, I just got back from the gym. I like your musk kind of smell, but other people really want well, you know, a, Sarah, a that's yeah, that's me. I want you to be sparkling clean. Really, I'm the musky one. This are, is great. Are you the musky one? <laughs> like I'm, I'm like, oh, you just go, well, come over here. I want to just give you a hug and smell you after the gym. Is that weird? No, um, maybe. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I might be weird too because I'm like all the way on the other end, uh, end of the spectrum. Where like I want you to smell like soap. I want your breath to be minty fresh or smell like nothing. Um, huh. and I know, and I feel kind of bad about it cause most of the women I date like do like my smell, you know, they sort of like, yeah. they get turned on by it. It's a whole thing, but I'm not, I'm not like that. And so I, there's not a, I feel like there's not a really, so if, if, if my like girlfriend is stinky, um, I'm, I'm probably not going to be like, you stink, babe. I mean, and not until like, we're maybe like really trusting each other and we have a good yeah. connection. So you can probably say that like once you're like deep into the relationship. Um, but I'm probably going to just kind of like focus on the positives where I'm going to be like, let's hop into the shower together. Let's start in the shower. Or, um, I love when your breath smells minty fresh or I'm going to hand her an Altoid. Like I'm going to go ahead and try to be like, this is what I want you to smell like. Cause if you smell really, if you smell really, if you smell like flowers, then I'm going to get extra turned on. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you how I get turned on. And the way I get turned on is if you smell minty fresh or if you just like, don't smell like anything at all. So we're going for positive reinforcement or like more, not positive reinforcement, I'd say encouraging with your kind words versus maybe identifying things that you don't like that can maybe make them feel a little more self-conscious. Yes. If that doesn't work, then I'll probably just be really straightforward. Um, But I'm going to blame it on myself. It's just like, uh, I have like such a sensitive nose. I'm so weird about this. This is not on you. But I get really distracted if like if something is really pungent. Whatever I'm going to say in order to make it so that it's not you. I'm not shaming you. I don't want you to feel bad about it. I mean, you stink. Hop in the fucking shower. Although, or like hook up with Sarah. I don't know. Like that's just (laughs) not my, yeah. I am the stinky girlfriend. Like I, and I, I want this. I go into a relationship and I warm but i'm like Here, here's the deal Do you? i'm i'm gonna be sweaty i'm sweating right now <laughs> and i kind of forget to put on deodorant a lot of times so uh you know usually like my boyfriend gave me he got a new deodorant for him and then gave me his old one which i think was his way mm-hmm. of going mm-hmm. here you go you you could slash should mm-hmm. use this uh, yeah, yeah yeah i'll take care of it it's fine <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing with the with whenever it comes to anything body related or sexy related. If you want them to stop doing something, it's always best to be like, "This is what I like." 
Let's yes. focus on this pace. Let's focus on this position. This is the thing that really turns me on. Oh, is it the opposite of what you're doing? Huh? Didn't even notice. But this is yes, this is great. what's really because because they want to know how to turn me on. They want yes. that information. I will gladly give you that information. You know. Yeah, we got to talk about it more. You know, speaking of talking about it more and like getting comfortable, I think one of the things that makes it really difficult is. I mean, this is hard stuff to talk about. Where do you even start in communicating about sex, especially early in the relationship? You know, some of the questions that we got were about how early in a relationship Mm. do you start talking about sex? Mm -hmm. How early in a relationship do you start communicating these Mm -hmm. kind of things? Mm -hmm. And what are your thoughts? My thoughts are typically have sexy conversations before you have sex. I know that like yeah. that's not maybe going to happen. Sometimes you get carried away in the moment. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes it feels like you might. You worry that you're going to like kill the mood or something if you have sex. But there's, I actually let me see if I can find this. There's, I made a video called like ten questions to ask yourself before having sex. Ooh. <laughs> um, and. Just real quickly, or some of them are like, do you enthusiastically want to do it? Can you trust yourself to make a clear decision? Do you feel like this person would respect your boundaries? Does this person make you feel weird or unsafe? Are you prepared to possibly navigate complicated feelings? Would you hook up? Would your hookup negatively affect anyone outside of your of the relationship? So, like, are they hooking up with somebody else? Are you willing to risk having bad or clumsy sex with this person the first time you have sex? How will doing it with this person change your expectations of the relationship do you know it will bring you pleasure do you know it will bring pleasure to your body and do you think this person has the skills to bring to bring pleasure to your body you don't have to like answer you don't have to have an answer to all of those but there's i and maybe this is just me but asking these questions or talking about kinks or letting them know what your boundaries are those are all turn-ons to me like it builds tension, it builds the anticipation, whether it's over text or phone or in person, it's it yes. gets like really exciting. Does it turn you on to answer these sorts of sort of questions? There is a wonderful quiz out there mm. and you can find it I believe it's bdsmtest.org. Mm-hmm. I think that is the the or it's kink test.org something like that but if you just google bdsm quiz you will find this and it is a wonderful quiz with tons of questions and it breaks things down in different like kink categories and Mm -hmm. even vanilla is on there so Mm -hmm. everybody's going to come up a little bit somewhere on that test there's there's a place for everybody in this Mm -hmm. test and when my boyfriend and i first got together that was something that we sent to each other. Like we had both recently done it and we talked about our scores and we talked about like the different categories and it gave us an opportunity to learn what, and this was in the very beginning of, of when we first started dating. Uh, this gave us an opportunity to learn about our likes, our dislikes, um, the ways that we were similar, the ways that we were different and also gave us a really great opportunity to talk about what consent looked like Mm. and what we were comfortable with, what, things we um maybe wanted to do and hadn't tried Mm -hmm. and so sometimes when it's hard to find the language yourself you know to say the words that we have been 
conditioned to not say because, mm-hmm. oh, can't say that. That's a naughty language. Can't talk like that. So it becomes taboo and we, it, we struggle to talk openly about it. So having things like a worksheet or having mm-hmm. things like a fun little quiz that you can do together can provide uh, – you know, some helpful language to maybe get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So Google little quizzes. I think I've seen that BDSM checklist. Yeah. It's great one. Super helpful. There's a lot of stuff on there that I didn't like. I learned even more about all the different things that you can do in bed. Yeah. Or, yeah so it's a really good there checklist. There are also great quizzes um, or they're like printables. You can even Google this. They're yes, no, maybe mm. for sexual desires. And, and there'll be a like three different bubbles you can bubble in. A yes, a no, and a maybe. And it'll be a very, very thorough list of all the different things like anything. Gender mm-hmm. play and, and mm. you know, different positions and what feels good and, uh, you know, different kink stuff. You name it. Mm-hmm. And you get to check yes, no, or maybe. And then gives you another again another opportunity to talk about maybe some things that mm-hmm. you didn't have a language to talk about before. Because I'm really interested in what you what you what you like, but also what you don't like. If I if right. I know your boundaries and I don't have to guess. I don't have to kind of like slowly bump up against something to see if you're enjoying it. I already know if you like it or not. You've already like created a map for me to use when I first start hooking up with you. So now I feel more at ease and I encourage that. You know, I think oftentimes people get a little nervous that, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm not very experienced. I, what mm-hmm. if the other person doesn't like what I'm doing? I remind my clients all the time that everyone is different. Mm-hmm. And what feels good to one person does not feel good to another person. Some people like soft touch. Some people like hard touch. Some people it's mm-hmm. over here, over there, whatever. Everybody's got different zones. Mm-hmm. So it's a fresh slate. Like you get to learn and start new with everybody that you meet and have fun learning and exploring what makes them feel good and have fun sharing what feels good to you. Yeah. That's the attitude that I want everyone to go in in with with because, because the, I feel like if somebody, if I'm hooking up with somebody and they're like, I am so good at blowjobs. Now all of a sudden (laughs) I feel a lot of pressure. Like I hope my penis likes your version of what you think a blowjob is because my penis is not like all the other penises that you have had out there. And I'm, I just need like a feathery touch. So if you're going hard, then I'm, then it's not going to work. And if you feel like you're really good at blowjobs now, I'm not turned on by them. Now this feels really awkward. You know what I mean? Such a good point. Mm-hmm. Yes. People go, that is such a good point mm-hmm. for both sides. It can be like mm-hmm. difficult to kind of navigate if there's this idea of like, yep, I know exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, I always think anytime you're building a, a intimacy with somebody or a relationship, having a curiosity mm-hmm. is always mm-hmm. I don't know, the best way to, the best approach to have. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to, you're going to learn this person's new body. Hopefully you're getting some good feedback. You're going to kind of like slowly figure out what works for them. And that's how you go at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The next question. The next question is, as I get comfortable in relationship, I stop craving sex. What should mm-hmm. I do? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Sarah, what are your thoughts on this? Well, so one of the things that you know I said just five seconds ago mm-hmm. is curiosity. Mm-hmm. I went to a, a seminar by a couple that worked together as a um, uh, 
couples therapist and they mm-hmm. would like lead seminars and mm-hmm. groups, things like that. And they talked about the goal the of a healthy relationship. What it really boils down to is being in awe of the other person. Mm-hmm. And when you can be in awe of the, when you can have a curiosity about somebody mm-hmm. and find out, huh, I wonder what make, what, and we do this when we first start dating. Mm-hmm. We have this curiosity. Ooh, what's your favorite music? Ooh, what's your favorite food? Mm-hmm. Ooh, what, what kind of stuff do you like to do? Ooh, where do you want to retire one day? We have a curiosity about them. And then as we spent, we, we are, and that curiosity, when they answer those questions, makes us uh, 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 attracted to that person. You know, when they say, oh my gosh, where, where, I want to retire in this, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, Alpine ski village where I get to like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, I'm in awe of that, like, mm-hmm. wonderful idea of what you have for the future. And we are attracted to that. We are drawn to to somebody who we have a curiosity about and are in awe of. So in order to keep that, those uh feelings we have to maintain a curiosity and Mm -hmm. that can be really hard to do when you've been with somebody for a long time what we happen what we tend to do is think that we know what they like or tend to think that we know what they're going to think or they're going to say or they're going to do sometimes we do i mean when they say the same joke my ex-husband used to say the same jokes a thousand times and i'd be able to like finish them in my head Mm -hmm. i was like oh same joke same you know and it would like things like that where we're like oh i know what joke he's gonna say i know exactly what he's gonna say about this but if you can maintain a curiosity or maybe even doing things that are new and novelty that'll give you an opportunity to have a little bit more curiosity about them, those are the kind of things that can spark some of those romantic feelings in a different way. You're exactly right. I mean, I agree. I And I don't – maybe you can even say more about this. But when I – if I watch like a reality show, maybe The Bachelor, Bachelorette, some sort of dating, you're going to fall in love kind of show – the producers know how to make people fall in love, right? Like absolutely, they take them. They're on creating these, romance. They're creating romance by going on these new trips, by going cave diving and bungee jumping, and they're getting your adrenaline pumping, and you're doing new and novel things together, which is going to create that sort of like awe and curiosity. You're learning new. Um, you're pushing each other to each other's boundaries. Like reality show producers know how to do it. If you watch Bachelor or Bachelorette, they are making people fall in love the whole time. There's there's another thing that they do on those competition shows where they get all the people to compete against each other in order to fall in love. I don't recommend that. Like I'm not telling you to go get your friends and all compete for the same person. Uh, although that competition can fool you into thinking that you're really falling for somebody. Um, but they're exploring all these beautiful countries and staying in these fancy hotels and and going on adventures and pushing each other to the limit and that's going to kind of like naturally get your endorphins and adrenaline pumping and the oxytocin chemicals are going to go off and you're going to feel like you're even more attached than ever dopamine whatever so if you're if you introduce the novelty then you can like make it feel a little bit more spicy but i also just want to normalize the fact that as you continue to feel more secure and safe in a relationship, sometimes it means that it's just sort of like not as hot. Like there's like the security does not breed sexiness. 
Uh, like, and when you're in a relationship that's just really predictable, then you're going to lose some of that fire. Because when you're first starting out with somebody, there's the novelty of like, oh my God, their body and my body, what are our bodies going to do together? And there's uncertainty of, is, are we going to do, are we going to make it? Is this going to be a long-term thing? I have no idea. I might not be able to have sex with this person for much longer. So there's a lot of, there's just sort of like the drama kind of fuels it and it's really hot. And then when you settle... Even if you're wanting to settle and feel comfortable and feel secure, there's something that happens where it just sort of naturally dies off. So it, it's a good sign if you're looking for a secure, healthy attachment that the, the sexiness isn't as sexy as it was before. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is when you have to be intentional about maybe creating a little more of that or learning to... I remember I had a conversation with a, uh, one of the cast members on the reality show I was on, on the mm, challenge. Mm-hmm. And she said, do you prefer new and exciting or old and comfortable? And I thought about it and old and comfortable, mm. believe it or not, was for me. Cause it got to that point where you could talk a lot about sex and what your desires are and what you like mm-hmm. and be more open and, you know, find that the person really hopefully does want to take care of you and make mm-hmm. you feel good and when you settle into that place and you feel like able to kind of let your guard down and have the sex you want to have oh man mm-hmm. that is wonderful mm-hmm. but it takes ongoing communication and mm-hmm. being open with your partner yeah and that's the thing when you reach that point where you feel really sexually safe with somebody then you can really open up and try all those if you want you can try all those kinks and fantasies that you weren't feeling super safe or super confident to bring up in the first place. So that's another thing you can do is just sort of like move into sex that maybe is a little bit more adventurous and feels a little bit more risky in a safe way. But like you're kind of like you're trying things that maybe you've never tried before. And sometimes when you do that, you find out that it's better to keep fantasies just fantasies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and other times you're just like, well, I really want to integrate this into my normal sexual repertoire. You know what I mean? Yes. I'll share a funny story with you. This just popped in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, I uh, am somebody who in the past has like, enjoyed watching some porn and you know, sure. things like that to get the mood going. Mm-hmm. And for a long time I had uh, – I was like, ooh, you know, I'm really into like uh, – well, I was a nanny growing up, so the the uh, the whole like babysitter, like, you know, she comes home and like the couple like seduces the babysitter it was always like very exciting. Mm-hmm. And so then I got to an age where I realized I have aged out of the character that I liked playing <laughs> in my porn, and I was like, "What? I think I'm the mom now. I think I'm too old to be the the babysitter." And that was a real. I had to stop watching that. That was probably like. Five or ten years ago where I was like, I, I am no longer the character mm-hmm. that I want to be in this scene anymore. And uh, I just thought I'd share that funny little story with you guys. <laughs> it's funny that, because... <laughs> it, aged out of my own porn. Well, Sarah... <laughs> it's the, the like the... My favorite part of this story is that, like, 
this is your fantasy. So you can go yeah. ahead and, and be the younger person in this fantasy. Like it doesn't have to represent your true age. I feel right? responsible for it. it changed. Something changed. I'm like, I don't know. This isn't what I should be doing with the babysitter. This feels like she's responsible for my children. Something happened. Something switched where all of a sudden I was the other role in that. And I'm like, well, nope, this is, I don't like this anymore. I had to like, oh, I have to find new stuff to enjoy. <laughs> Change it up. I've been hanging. Right. It is our fantasy. We should be able to do whatever. And it's safe inside your own mind. And this is where you play out those things. Yeah. Enjoy those kind of fun. Enjoy those things. You can enjoy those fantasies on your own. Or you can enjoy them with your partner. Or you can enjoy them while you're doing it to your partner in your head. Like, you you can do whatever you want with these fantasies. There's nothing wrong with fantasies. We did get some questions about that. Mm-hmm. Is picturing somebody else when I'm with my partner a good thing, a bad thing? Is it cheating? There were a lot of questions around that. Yeah. So I'm going to let that you, the listener, can decide for yourself. I feel like this is one of those where just like if you feel like this is cheating and you and your partner have agreed that this is cheating and that this is deceitful and you're both on the same page, I don't agree with you personally. Like that's not yeah. what it would be Got like it. in my relationship. But if you two agree, then I'm not going to try to change your mind, even if I personally and professionally don't agree with that. I'm all the way on the other side of the spectrum where. Yes. I'm fantasizing about all the stuff while I'm doing it to you. Um, And sometimes I'm just like really in the moment and really connected and we're like locking eyes and it's a beautiful lovemaking moment. And other times I'm just, I have you in my fantasy with me while we're doing it at a sex club or we're in a car or we're at the park and we're not really actually doing that, but it turns me on thinking or imagining that somebody else is doing it with us or something. And one of the main questions, one of the, like the first question I typically ask after I have sex with somebody somebody is what were you fantasizing about i want to know about like where you, you went do. in your head oh my god all the time i love to know really? what you're fantasizing about mm-hmm. wow this is interesting you know i've always wanted to ask that to my partner but ne- never felt uh, brave enough to do that mm-hmm. mm, it's oh, such a good question a really good one and it also gives me really good feedback of like oh we could integrate this if you want and unless you just want it to stay a fantasy then go for it but one of my girlfriends a long time ago asked her, what were you just fantasizing about? And she was like, oh, I was fantasizing that, like, you were my boss and I was your secretary, this classic, yes. you know. And I was like, let's just role play that. That sounds amazing, right? So it's just good information wow. for the next time you do it. Yes. You know, I, I think such a big hurdle, even in saying that, it's like, I think people want to do those kind of things and they want to role play like that, but it is can feel so scary to mm-hmm. just start and you mm-hmm. it can feel so weird and i think one of the things that you mentioned in that list of of questions to ask your partner or yourself mm-hmm. before you engage your sex it's like are you okay with things being silly and goofy or weird mm-hmm. or like think Clunky. there's going to be noises there's going to be weird <laughs> things but bodies are going to be bodies and bodies are weird mm-hmm. and that's fine mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I mean, it's like you got to be able to kind of talk about those things. And yeah, so it's a really like accepting sort of attitude that I want yeah. you to have, everyone to have, especially when you first start having sex with somebody. It's it's awkward. It's funny. It's 
uh, exciting and and sexy, but we don't know exactly where it's going to go. And right, and after you're done, you get to ask all the questions of what was your favorite part, what did you not like, what did you want more of, what did you want less of, did you want me to go harder or softer, um, do you feel like uh, I wasn't as connected to you, did, did, did you know? So there's all the and what did you fantasize about? If you're open to answering that question, so keep on collecting data, even when you're. And, and so it goes back to the other question of. Um, what should I do if I feel like I stop craving sex or it's just sort of like not naturally there? You can just ask all these questions. That'll get you going, right? Be curious. Be curious. It's the best, mm-hmm. you know, even, and what, what are you fantasizing about? That's something that changes. That's something that could be different from, mm-hmm. you know, time to time. So you can, even if it is somebody that you've been with for a long time. Mm-hmm. That question may be different now than it was a year ago. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. Always talk about your fantasies. It's fun stuff. Yeah. This is cool. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. Yeah. And, you know, in in thinking about even like the BO and the embarrassing stuff, I think talking about those kind of moments before you even engage in sex. Mm -hmm. What would you do? A lot of people have embarrassing stories that they are open and willing to share. I've heard many, mm-hmm. and those always make me feel more comfortable. So mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, that happened, and you, you still kept dating them? <laughs> oh, okay, I think I'm good. I think we're good here. And so right. it could be really, it could really help with your confidence, help you feel more comfortable knowing that other people have uh, had mm-hmm. awkward moments and survived. And then you can kind of talk about what would happen if you guys were to have an awkward moment. Exactly. Yeah, I oh. always hate when teeth clash. Oh, blink. God, no. It's like the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the one that just, just in my mind, like, oh, God. I, don't I can't stand that. You know what also yeah. doesn't work for me, Sarah, is um, music while I'm doing it. That always really? throws me off. Do you like music? Oh, I, I almost, I, it helps so, no, so I can't. much. Because I'm, I'm like, wow. am I doing it to the rhythm of the music? Is somebody singing? I'm listening to their voice. It feels <laughs> awkward. Yeah. I, it, it just, I get too in my head about it. It feels like there's like this mood that I have to match and I can't yes. like do different stuff because there's a vibe that's going on. You like it? I do. <laughs> I have received complaints though. Once I was, once I had a very aggressive sex mix going, and this guy was like, "We need to turn this off because I am getting terrible anxiety." And I was like, "What? This song, this song is awesome and super hot." We, I did not end up with him, but yeah, it was mad, not matched vibes. But I think, I think you know what, what that really is, and what I'm trying to do for myself there. Mm. is, you know, I have, like, a my sexy playlist, you know, mm-hmm. of, like, what, depending on, like, what kind of mood I'm in. And I really need uh, the scene to be set. I really mm. need to be in the right mood. I really need to feel sexy. I really need to feel, like, good in my body. And music really helps me connect to my body and get more into myself so that I can, I don't know, feel things a little bit more and in the same way i i think even just warming up by like watching some porn or listening to like mm-hmm. i'm a big fan also of reading sexy literature mm-hmm. i support that like i love a sexy story mm-hmm. like oh my favorite just give me like a few good 
steamy paragraphs, woo, ready to go. So, you know, I think warm, like preheating the oven is kind of what the music is doing. Okay. So if I had a partner that maybe was distracted with that, and now that you mention it, I don't think we've ever listened to music while we've what? hooked up, wow. like in my new relationship, huh. which is like, huh, I never really thought about that. But uh, yeah, if that were something that he didn't like, maybe I would kind of need to like throw some headphones on and <laughs> listen to my playlist before to kind of sure. get the yeah, yeah get the engines started over here i got it i mean i'm i'm all for like getting warmed up too so that when yes. you meet you're just sort of like ready to go it's like a fun fun energy to play with right out of the gate i do maybe like maybe i won't listen to music like we're finding out that maybe we are not the best sexual match it seems like this is this but... is sounding like it yes <laughs> i'm like just musky and sweaty <laughs> with my loud pumping music playing in my like I don't know. Yeah. Sex dungeon, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I'm just like, let's everybody shut the fuck up right now and just have sex in silence and be and smell like soap and candy (laughs) is what I'm going for. However, I'm going to, I will, I like to play with the lights. So like different colored lights to sort of like set the mood and make it red or purple or something like that. That's always, that can turn me on. You know that. And I think that helps too. There's this thought that, oh my gosh, he's looking at these parts or they're looking, they're judging. Mm. Sometimes a change of lighting, like you change to red light. Nobody's seeing, you can't really see much in that. That's a great color for (laughs) hiding any, I don't know. Yeah. Things that I may be embarrassed about that my partner definitely doesn't care about. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the thing is that you're being so much more critical of your body. 100%. Never one time has – I've even talked to partners about like, hey, I'm always ner- worried about like, you know, how my ass jiggles when – and they'll be like, what? That's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what? The thing that I was self-conscious about is your favorite thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I should probably stop worrying about that. So, again, why communication is so important. We love communication here on This Changes Everything. But I do agree that especially when you first start having sex with somebody and you feel maybe a little bit more self-conscious than you might – as you continue to have, like, when you're having sex in the bright morning light, that feels jarring. <laughs> like, there's yes. just, like, too many things that I can see. Yes. So doing it at night, controlling the lighting is yeah. the way to go, at least at first. But that's just me. You do you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. One more question before we wrap it up. I'm looking at some of the other questions that we have here. A lot of these questions we could just do whole episodes on. Right? Oh, yeah. I love it. But um, let's see. Uh, here's another one that we can probably do, but we'll try to be quick here. I have been faking orgasms, and I feel really guilty. Should I tell him? Ugh. I don't know yeah. <laughs> if you should tell him. Uh, you don't. I mean, it's up to you. You can, <laughs> but you're asking, so I can't just be like you decide. <laughs> I, I should <laughs> okay. have an opinion on this. I, I, w- I think I'd rather you just sort of start talking to him about what you like and what really turns you on. So when you go down on me and you do this, that really turns me on. Or you're gonna like be very vocal when you get really turned on. Or you're gonna let them, you're gonna let them know that this is the position or this is the style or this is how hard or this is how soft. So you're gonna start giving like even more direct messages. 
about how you can get turned on and how you can orgasm. Or you can let them know that like it can be really difficult sometimes to orgasm. So sometimes you're going to have to spend more time on doing X, Y, or Z. Um, I, I, I feel that I originally was just like, it's up to you if you want to say something, just because I don't know all the details. I don't know the full context. So you, you might have gotten to a place where you have been faking it a lot. And they think that they're doing really well and performing really well. And if that's not the case, then maybe cluing the, ugh, I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? I'm not so sure here. I think it's important to, to explore why we're faking it in the first place. Because mm, mm-hmm. if the why is, well, I'm scared he's going to feel disappointed or he's, it's going to be a bruise to his ego mm-hmm. if he can't get me off. Mm-hmm. Or is it... Uh, he's not doing something I like, so I just want to end it as fast as I can. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get, get this over with, so I'm faking it to speed up the process. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to understand or even ask why you're faking it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can maybe mm, have some more information to decide, is this somebody, you know, because I, I do feel like in a healthy relationship with good communication, we should be able to tell our partner what our needs are without like, and hopefully they'll be able to listen to us, to hear us validate that without, uh, you know, taking it personally or being offended or making it a a thing that Mm -hmm. they are doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Personalize it as much. Okay. Sarah gave the better answer here. Um, (laughs) the, I listen, I've been in this position. Okay. I was, a, I think there, I spent a lot of time when I was younger, like faking it and thinking that again with that, I I'm here to perform for them or I don't want them to think that, uh, they're doing something wrong. I want them to like me and think that they're really good at, at taking care of me, mm-hmm. which in the long run never helped me. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where, where I had to like make that decision to stop and, and promise mm-hmm. myself, like, I'm not going to do that fake it because I had to ask myself, why, why is it that I'm doing that? And most of the time it was because I felt like I was a burden to them Mm -hmm. or I was asking for too much if I were to actually ask for the things that I need. And then I found out that asking for the things that I liked was actually really, really hot to all these people. Mm -hmm. And then I got what I wanted and they were happy and they got the directions and you know, everything Mm -hmm. is fine. And my big piece of advice for all women and men out there anybody who is giving women oral sex men women whoever mm-hmm. give her a pair of socks make sure her feet are warm <laughs> i'm telling you that is i i i read somewhere it was a funny question it was like what is the most helpful sex toy like of the following like sex mm, items sex, uh-huh. like items to use during sex and it was like uh, uh you know different sex toys and then socks and a woman's body temperature is one of the things that is very related to her ability to be relaxed and have an orgasm. I didn't know this. If she's cold and her feet are cold, Mm -hmm. it might not happen. (laughs) Keep her, keep the lady's feet warm and uh, who knows? Well, that's good to know. I'm going to remember that the next time I have sex, but the, but what you said earlier where, you know, 
encouraging them to say something. I'm imagining that if my partner came to me and was like, I've been faking my orgasm for the last year and I feel really embarrassed and I feel really guilty about that. And I'm scared to tell you about that. I would respond with a, Oh, tell me more. I want to know. I'm so sorry that you feel like you've needed to do this. What, what what can we do about it? Um, I'm just going to be compassionate and I'm going to feel really close to you that you're being super honest and you're putting this out there and you feel all twisted up and now I'm incredibly connected, you know? So it's an opportunity to connect and be honest. And then you can just sort of like feel a lot more liberated and take your, and, and, you know, work on communication and think about what turns you on and all that. Mm -hmm. And yes, an orgasm is so wonderful, especially if it's something that, you know, you've felt like you've been faking for a long time and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you want a moment, but when we take, when, the orgasm does not become the yeah uh, the holy grail like, the goal the holy grail like what we're after mm-hmm. it takes so much pressure off and you can really enjoy each step i, I kind of say it's like thinking that the best part of the roller coaster is the drop nope mm-hmm. there's so mm-hmm. many more other fun parts of the roller coaster so enjoy it all mm-hmm. we're going to talk more about all steps on the roller coaster part of the roller coaster <laughs> and the fun ride that is doing it uh, on the next episode of this changes everything so stay tuned for part two next week and uh, we'll see you then okay bye Sarah.